Welcome back to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing on the Shady Pines Radio Network. I'm your host, Chris, and this is my co-host, Charlie. I'm Charlie. And we're bringing to you another fine hour of whatever wonky shit comes into our heads today. This week, Chris and I talk with New York Times bestselling author Stephen Brust, author of the Vlad Taltos novels. We talk about Dungeons and Dragons and Joss Whedon and playing drums and jam bands, something Stephen and I have in common. Ladies and gentlemen, I do want to uh, welcome to the podcast one Stephen Brust. New York Times best-selling author of the Vladimir Taltos series. And late. Sorry about that. <laughs> I got distracted. Oh. Life happened. That We've is, all been there. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast has been started late before, and that had nothing to do with our guest. So, we've definitely started worse. <sighs> Thank you for coming. This is, you are uh, very welcome. This is amazing. This is awesome. Hell yes. I didn't, see, I didn't even have to tell him that we smoke and drink on the podcast. He just knows. <laughs> I like your background. Why, thank you. Uh, this one is from Dr. Stone, and this one is from Demon Slayer. Nice. Okay. Do you do you watch any anime at all? No. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, 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 I actually, uh, anime, any kind of animation, and comic books are very difficult for my poor brain. I think it's the dyslexia. Yeah. But it takes a lot of work for my brain to process that stuff and it's I make exceptions for, you know, occasional things like Sandman. Oh, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Um but you know cuz Neil. But uh <laughs> uh but generally it it's just if it's not text or pictures it it's work. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, so can you, can you hear the birds screaming in the background? I, I heard the birds. only a little. Okay, I think he's gonna go to bed. Give me one sec. Okay. Sure. Oh man. Okay, Stephen Brust is about to settle an argument that me and my dad have had for ten years, and I'm so excited oh. about that. I'm gonna oh, make him tell oh. me the name of this bird. Oh, hello. I know how I think it's pronounced, but my dad has a way that he thinks it's pronounced. I'm gonna be really uh, sad when it turns <laughs> out we're both wrong, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, he had to say hello. Absolutely. Okay, okay. So me and my dad argue about pronunciations for characters in your books. So I'm uh-huh. gonna need you to do me a huge favor and tell me the name of that bird. Doc. Oh, dang it! I thought one of your birds was named after Loyosh, or um, the other way around. No. Uh, at one time, I was the, uh, dating a lovely lady, and uh, we got our birds together. And she had an African Grey originally named Loyosh, but uh, then she found out that he was a she. Okay. So did that, did that, uh, <laughs> so, so did that require a, a name change? or? Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, b- became Lojo okay. after, uh, after a friend of ours, a musician friend. And what kind of bird do you have now? Is uh, he's a double yellowhead Amazon parrot. Does he like use real words or is he just a squawker? Oh, no. He has many things to say when he's in the mood. <laughs> His favorite is, uh, Psst, let me out of here. <laughs> a friend of ours taught him that on the sly when he was pretty young, and uh, it worked perfectly. I, I'm in, you know, walking by my bedroom one day, and I hear, Psst, let me out of here. And I go in and I look, and there's no one there. There's a bird. I went, what? And he goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> he does that, too. He likes to laugh at me. I mean, uh, that's what a good roommate does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Birds, I feel like, are just like, they're playing with us. Because, of course, like, a lot of parents live to, like, be 100. And they're just like, they're they're messing with us, I think, a lot of the time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, speaking of pronunciation, it's uh, Bruce. Bruce. Oh, well then. <laughs> well, there's the argument that Chris lost. <laughs> hey, no, we just proved that I won my argument. It is pronounced okay, Loyosh. Okay. He said it, but... L- Loyosh is uh, is the Hungarian form of Louis, and that was the name of my father's dog when he was a kid. 
Now, you, uh, I see all over, you know, that you are of Hungarian descent. Did you grow up there and then move? Uh, no, my father, uh, my father left when he was a baby. Okay. So uh, he and I were both, I was born here. He was pretty much raised here. Whereabouts did you grow up? St. Paul, Minnesota, and then moved to Northfield, Minnesota, and then Minneapolis. That's, you know. So as a person who was also raised in a cold place, I have <laughs> only the one question of, if you have been as successful as I imagine you have been, why do you still live in a cold place? Um, Minnesota is a great place to live, and I'll tell you why. Um, there are people in the world for whom the most important consideration of where they live is climate, and none of them live around me. <laughs> Keeps the riffraff out. <laughs> I just, there was only so much 40 below I could take. I was, I was not, I was not going to keep doing that. Oh yeah, I was having a problem with that, and I came up with the coolest idea. It was stay, <laughs> staying inside. <laughs> well, of course, that's what of course, time. now, you know, everybody's doing that, so right. I, could, you know, I, I I had a lead on the rest of the world. Yeah, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon now. Uh, yeah, right? We made it popular. <laughs> <laughs> has, has the pandemic really changed much for you, honestly, from your day-to-day -day life? Yes and no. Uh... In, in, a, in the most obvious, straightforward sense, no. I stay at home and I work. That's what I've always done. I don't leave much, never have. In another sense, knowing that I can't just call up somebody and say, hey, you want to go hear a band or get some dinner or should we go out somewhere? Yeah. It is less often that I would do that, but knowing I can't. It's like, <laughs> do, you smoke? do you smoke? Yeah. Well, There's I smoke nothing. weed. <laughs> okay. Nothing makes you want to smoke more than being in a place where you can't smoke. Yeah. And uh, it's that same kind of, you know, I can't go out. I, I can't get together. And, you know, and I've got, I've got friends who do music and I can't go hear them and they can't yeah. play. Uh, so, yeah. So, again, a, yes and no. That's been a big one for me. Like, all my friends' bands. And, and they've been doing, like, the, the streaming concerts and stuff like that. And that's fun, but it's... You know, I'm just like sitting here next to my computer, like, woo! I'm not dancing. I'm not hanging out with people. It's, it's, you know, it's the experience is is kind of like completely changed. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I'm not supporting them at the same time. I'm not spending money on tickets or or tipping them or whatever I'm doing. You know. Well, buying you could a, still be tipping them. They got Venmos, Charlie. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> but there's something about like putting my like my spare couple bucks in the upside down tom drum you know whatever man like, yeah it's the experience man <laughs> well and don't discount though your band uh what? one of the things whatever. that you and mr bruce here have in common is we being don't need drummers. to talk about that chris we can just leave that to me you are so adorable shut up <laughs> let nice things be said about you charlie it's perfectly uh, fine Okay. Anyway, yeah, no, I mean, at this, yeah, I, I don't get to go out and play. That's a, it's, it's really upsetting. It's like our last show was Valentine's Day, and like then all of a sudden, like we're uh, everything's canceled. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. What do you, what do you play? I, I play the drums, sir. Traps. Uh, a kit, yes. Cool. Yeah, I used I mean, to, not very well, but but <laughs> you know that was fun. There's nothing like filling a dance floor. Yeah, absolutely. They're, no, they're, absolutely. Not, they're not dancing to the lead singer. <laughs> you know. I've uh, I've told the story because uh, we played a show on my birthday. Um, I think I've told the story on the podcast. Do it, it again. Was like, or it was like two days after my birthday, but we called it the birthday show. And uh, it was like this little club. But uh, someone gave me just a little, little bit of acid before the show. And um, the, the experience of kind of like, I was like playing. We were really, like, we kind of get onto our big like real rocking like dancing song, and I like I'm like like kind of wide eyed, just like whoa, and everybody's like moving with me, and I'm like oh, they're dancing to me, whoa. <laughs> uh huh. The guitarist like looks back at me. He's like, okay. <laughs> so but, I had a a policy, you know, when I was playing uh, professionally, that uh, if I was being paid money, I would play straight. Not you know would not even a drink um, till after the show, but if I wasn't, it was just for kicks. All bets are off. 
so uh, I was with my uh, jam band, uh, you know, out in Wisconsin, in the middle of nowhere at a friend's house. All there was was electricity. <laughs> there, was a, there, was, there was a house nearby and stuff, but I don't remember much of that. And uh, and we were playing just for fun. So, of course, um, I dropped and recorded it. We recorded the thing. And uh, here, in the, about three, four months later, I dropped again and listened to that recording. And I was just absolutely blown away. Like, my God, I've never played that well. I'm catching these subtleties. I'm, I'm, you know, all the nuances of being bomb, bomb. I was like, wow, Steve, you're a hell of a lot better than you thought you were. And then a couple months after that, I was <laughs> the same thing straight. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, that's all there. But, you know, it would have been nice if at some point in the night I had played two measures in a row at the same tempo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing was, like, um, a lot of places around uh, around where I was playing, you know, it, you don't really get paid, but you get paid in beer. And, like, after, right. like, like get a couple, two or three beers, because I'm like, well, okay, I'm, I'll just have one. Okay, I'll just have one, kind of like, another one, you know. And then, like, halfway through the show, I'm like, oh, God, I got to pee, like, real bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> just sitting here, like, oh, can we, like, stop for a second? Is that okay? <laughs> We're like no, you were the heartbeat. You don't get to stop. Yeah, it's a little awkward. It's like pee break. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> forced intermission. Bye. But yeah, go check out Rainbow Electric uh, if you're ever uh, looking right. for new shit. Good name. Thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, we're on Spotify, so that was right. that was my birthday <laughs> present. Oh man. Uh, so one of the things we do like to talk about on the podcast here is we like to do a mental health check-in, especially since the pandemic hit, just sort of figuring out, you know, what are you doing lately to try and keep yourself balanced? You know, we talked a little bit earlier about how much there is that, that strain now that you can't just go hang out with people, right? So, I yeah. mean, what are you, what are you doing to kind of cope with, with life these days? I, uh, I say mean things to the bird. <laughs> and, uh. Make fun of the cat. Laughing at the cat is always good. Oh, yeah. You know, and he just sort of glares at me and then makes me mean comments on Twitter. <laughs> There's not that much. You know, I'm reading a lot. Um, I always did. I'm uh, trying to get work done. I just finished a draft of a book that I've been working on for two years and four months, which may be a record <laughs> for how long a damn book took I did see that tweet last night. Congratulations yeah. on getting the rough draft of Salmoth finished. Thank you. Um, thanks go to Skyler, uh, Skyler Gray, uh, also published under Skyler White. Um, yeah. My collaborator um, on a couple of books. Because I finally just was tired of beating my head against the wall. And I sent it to her, like, the first 15 chapters, I think. And said, uh -huh, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> and she she's so good at this. She just went, Well, here's what's going on that you might not be seeing. What you here's what you have set up in there. And I'm like, Oh and like three days later I had it finished. You're like, I was a genius. Now yeah. only I would tell me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and you know. Um so wow. That that was that was, my um my process failed me with that book and that's a first after uh, how long have i been doing this i wrote my first one in 1980 came out in 83 ah, so, see i found uh, you late i didn't find your books until i was nine so, <laughs> well, so chris chris so, you weren't alive so there's like, that there's the, pro <laughs> the process i've mostly been using for 40 years is that right yeah 40 yeah. years yeah. failed Okay, what is you know, what is your process? I mean, it is. I don't always write like this way, but usually is is that I'll just start writing the next cool thing that happens and throw a bunch of stuff out there, and I get to the end and I go, "Oh my god, it all came together!" I, I'm, a, <laughs> you know, wow, how did that happen? And then I chop away everything that doesn't look like an elephant, you know, all the stuff that didn't fit right. with that, yeah. and make it look like I planned it. And everybody goes, "Wow, you're really good at plots," and I go. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Sure. And this time I, I got there and all the stuff, you know, I, 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 
there's a lot of stuff I really like. There are some set pieces in there I'm just delighted with. Uh, some emotional punch that makes me happy. But there was no, but there was no story. I mean, it didn't come together as like, what's going on? I finally got that thanks to Sky. Um, I'm like, oh, oh, this is what the story is. Got it. <laughs> So anyway, I'm pretty happy with it right now. We'll see when I, you know, I've got to go through and do a pretty massive revision, but uh, that was brutal. Okay, I really, I just need to know, I I don't, I don't want to ask any other questions about it, but is this a continuation, or is this another one where we go back and get... We go, we're going way back. Okay. (laughs) We're going way back. Don't sound so excited, Chris. Except for, except for one tiny little bit. Except for the epilogue. Okay. Which probably moves things forward a teensy little bit. So yes, as you obviously I I'm always hoping about figuring out the next big thing. But it's not like I don't enjoy the ones that go backwards. Because every time it's been to give me more information about characters that make things that have already happened make more sense. Which is great. Um, thus the part where people tell you that you're great at plot, by the way. Well, this one's going backwards, and we'll tell you a lot about what's coming. Okay. I can, I can accept that. <laughs> <laughs> with, with all the shows or, shows or books or whatever, series that you follow forever, and then, you know, it's, you always want to read more. I, I'm, I'm always ready to read, like, the next thing. But, the, you know, if it's, if it's like a short story thing or... or but uh, you, then it's like, okay, well, short story thing or, or whatever it is uh, with Doctor Who and it's like oh we're going to release, they like tease you like more Doctor Who stuff is being released and it's like uh, oh it's some actor you know one of the one of the old Colin Baker or something reading uh, an old book <laughs> or, uh, yeah yeah I know like, great <laughs> I love it but thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> oh man has anybody sent you like fanfic stuff Good for you. I've never, I've never been scented. Um, I know it's out there, and that delights me. No. Um, I don't want to particularly read it. I don't, you know. I feel like, oh, I don't know. What if I, if I see something and think this is really cool, I have to do this or something. That would feel wrong to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I'm really happy it's out there. Just because it means that somebody is that excited about your world. Exactly. And your story. What, what could what could be better? What what what's more what's more fulfilling than inspiring other people to create? I mean, how cool is that? There's only one one thing better than that, and I just got that a few months <laughs> ago. I found out, and it never even crossed my mind that it was the best thing that could happen to a writer until it happened to me. Was it that free twelve hundred dollars? No. <laughs> The Trump check. <laughs> Guy on Twitter mentioned that he'd caught his 12-year-old under the covers with a flashlight in my book. Aww. I'm like, yes, yes, I have arrived. That's fucking sweet, man. It is. <laughs> Not oh, that I ever did that when I was a kid more than every day. You're right. <laughs> Um, it was really funny of a, somebody else, that subject came up again with, uh, a guy on some guy, somebody on Twitter mentioning that his daughter who was, I think also like 11 or 12 was rebelling by reading under the covers with a flashlight and somehow I'd never gotten around to wondering why the batteries never run out. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just love that. That's fantastic. I think the closest I've ever been to that is, uh. When I first started doing stand-up comedy in Alaska, it was at a bar called The Marlin. And they didn't have a comedy open mic. It was a music open mic. And I just kept showing up every week. And after, like, six months, the guy who hosted it was like, Hey, can you do me, like, a huge favor and write comedian after your name? And I was like, why? And he's like, because I keep being drunk and not remembering who you are. And then you get thrown up there with no no preamble. So nobody knows what's going to happen until you're already interrupting what they think is going to be music. And so you spend the first minute of your five minutes struggling to get the attention of a crowd. And that is so unfair and it makes me sad. 
And then six months after that, he comes to me and he goes, cool, so other people have started writing comedian after their name now? And so you now get to co-host this open mic. And I was oh, like, what? Nice. And he's like, <laughs> And nice. so from there, I, I wound up having somebody actually come up and tell me that the reason that they started doing comedy was because they saw me. And they were like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> Backhanded nice. as that is, that is definitely my kind of compliment, and I, yep. I yep. could only imagine how that must have felt for you, though. That's fucking great. What, um, where in where in Alaska? Uh, so I grew up in North Pole, which is right outside of Fairbanks. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so that's where I spent most of my life until, you know, college was at UAF, which is in Fairbanks, and then I eventually moved to the Pacific Northwest here, and now I'm in Vancouver, Washington. Shady Pines Radio, that cool, delicious internet sensation for your ears, is now available as a free app. Yes, the coy, diverse flavor of favorites like Inside the Fishbowl, Friends of Slop, Toasty Tunes, and Nocturnal Submissions, just yes. to name a few, can be enjoyed in app form Ooh. for both Apple and Android phones. Ooh. Go now to your Apple App Store or Google Play and look for Shady Pines Radio. And listen to Shady Pines Radio in an app. See, growing up in Alaska, I knew a lot of people that wanted to fist fight Mounties, so I did not go to Canada. Like you do? Yeah. They well, they were you know stopping us from going through it in a timely manner because they wanted us to sleep or whatever. And so... (laughs) (laughs) And Andy doesn't like questions because, you know, why bother? And so there would always be a bit of uh, an argument. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, I've never really been able to sit down with an author and really ask this question, so I'm going to do this now. Uh, Here it is. (laughs) Right? Like, how did you get into just writing books like how did that become your your living as far back as i can remember i would get this itch to write something uh and it would generally last about two weeks and happen about twice a year i got my uh first programming job um in 78 79 somewhere in there and uh, if you look through economic history, you'll see that there was this big gold crunch right around then. I think I'm, I think I'm getting the right time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I was working for a company, a little tiny shop that did CAD CAM using gold. They, they did made gold rings, like class rings. Okay. And this was the place where they made the molds. All of which is much more than you need to know. Sorry. Point <laughs> no. is, the gold crunch hit. I got laid <laughs> off. Ah, okay. And and my wife said, "Look, why don't you collect unemployment for six months and write a book?" And I said, "Okay." Um, <laughs> that, that was it. And done. <laughs> so I did and uh, wrote another working while I was working at my next job, and then another when I was working at the next job. And sometime in there, in uh, by then it was 86, and I had, I guess, written about three, uh, written four books, maybe three were out, or written three, two were out, something. Yeah, I think I had three books out by then, and three. I'd written the fourth. And um, it started to just get incredibly frustrating, because by then, all I wanted to do was write all the time. And I had to go into this job and try to program computers when all I wanted to do was write books (laughs) and so I wouldn't get anything done at work and that got me so irritated that I couldn't get any writing done oh shit (laughs) and that was the point where I said okay time to make the leap and it was uh, you know it was pretty scary didn't know we'd be able to support it we had a couple of friends who you know were like okay if the bottom falls out and everything is catastrophic on this, we'll get you. You know, at least get you through to another job or something. Yeah. So I had some kind of security um, for the worst case, which yeah. helped. 
And so, yeah, about November of 86, just made the leap. Quit my job and said, here we go. Were these Taltosh novels or were these something else? Well, the first one would be Jarhead or, or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> uh, second one was Terrain in Hell. Third one was Yentl. And I think I was working on Broke Down Palace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that looks right. Yeah. Looking up at my wall of covers, which is incomplete because the last move, I've got some of them in a box somewhere I oh. can't find, but I do have at least the first few up there. I can't wait until I have a comedy album so that I can just hang up a thing with my name on it. Oh, hell yeah. Like, how great that is that going to be? That's what, uh, that's what you go and you look at you know, when when you're telling, you know, you, you're sitting there telling yourself, I can't do this. You know, you go look up, yeah, I can. I've done it. <laughs> Fucking, we're going to do it again now. Come enjoy some lo-fi hip-hop tunes on Saturdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time with me, DJ Royal Fish. I host Liquid Hot Magma on Shady Pines Radio. While I was just working on it, I remember I had um, my the door to my bedroom. I had a letter from <sighs> Omni, from the okay. editor of Omni, uh, saying that she liked the story, but it wasn't right for them, suggesting I send it to FNSF. And a letter from FNSF saying she, he, that he liked it, but it wasn't right for him and suggesting the Twilight Zone. And a letter from Twilight Zone suggesting uh, Asimov's. And a letter from Asimov's suggesting Omni. <laughs> <laughs> but like, look, someone's going to love it, just not me. <laughs> right. No, I don't remember what story that was. I don't think it ever sold. But, well. you know. <laughs> Uh, Stephen King famously has the the nail or had the nail. He would all his rejection letters, the big pile of the nail. Yep, yep. And then he, and then and then like the first one where he got like five dollars for a story or whatever. He's like, all right, new nail. Like <laughs> here we go. Yep. So okay, how did how did Vlad wind up coming to you? Oh, that was game. That was a fan, a homebrew fantasy role playing game by my uh, created <laughs> by my out. friend um, um, Robert Charles Morgan. Uh, invented the world, and Lod was my character. Alira was my wife. My wife's character, okay. Marolin, was our friend uh, John Roby. Uh, Damar was another friend of ours named uh, John Stanley. Craigar was Steve Bond. Um, and, and then that, that's you know that's how he became him. Is we had we were out on some adventure, and we were all like almost dying, and do it, you know, as you do in a in a in a really good tabletop homebrew game, scrabbling to stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> and finally got through it, and uh, and and Robert is as there's looks down and there's Steve Craigar sitting in the corner. So you've been here this whole time. I guess they didn't notice you, and that's how that became a thing. That's how that. <laughs> oh. And, he wasn't and, and I think like that a, happened a couple of other times. Accidented his way into it. Right. It was, yeah. <laughs> and then most of the others were NPCs. Uh, do you uh, <laughs> still do, I mean, maybe not in the same world, but do you still play t uh, tabletops? Occasionally, uh, I have trouble, you know, um, it's trouble find. it's hard to find a game where you can smoke these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and of course, if I couldn't, I'd be sitting there twitchy and irritated the whole time, which is not ideal. I mean, I feel like it's easy to find a game where you can smoke these days since they're all on Zoom now. Yeah. Well, have you been playing any virtual? Have not. I should probably do that. There is a there is an online game, you know, intended online. It's it's one of those. Uh, what what's the site that everybody goes to? Discord. Discord. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, so I, I, I use have Discord a, a, for. My I have a, I have a friend who uh, um, once a month or so we uh, have a game on Discord. It's good. He's a good DM and it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, Chris, like you were saying, we we haven't played in our you know you and Joshua and Hannah and I, but uh, I'm running my own game through Discord and I use like Roll Twenty for the maps. I mean, you can also use Roll Twenty for the voice, but we just find Discord's a little easier. But yeah, I also I 
made a homebrew world and uh it's the same one chris you remember we played uh yeah a couple sessions of it where it's yeah and uh, that that's the stuff that really i love doing is like you made this whole mythology you make like i just um i literally just kind of like scribbled out like some islands i'm like boom there it is and now like my friend who's uh an artist she's like oh i'll like update that for you and she's just like made everything and like going by my descriptions of each island like mapped it out and like i i didn't okay like i didn't think that was there she's like no you, you wrote it there it is i'm like oh <laughs> i guess so I just like completely forgot about it <laughs> once again i'm a genius now if only i would tell me <laughs> yeah this is like i i guess i i was like yep. i guess i thought about it at some point but like to see it there in front of you it was like oh <laughs> Because we will miss shit in our own stuff. Okay, like oh, yeah. I can I can go back and listen to my stories and my stand-up sets as many times as I want, but I won't get that knowledge of everything somebody else is getting out of it until I talk to somebody else about how they yep. felt about it. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the joy. I don't know. Getting getting stuck at home was the worst because I I was telling my job for like two months before the pandemic hit. I was like, hey, can I just can I just work from home? Can I please? I, I'm on a computer and a phone all day. Can I can bring these home. I promise. I'm like, mm, we'll talk about it. And then a pandemic hit. And I was like, yes, I finally get what I want. And it turns out it would have been great before because I would have been at home doing this thing all day. And then I would get off work and I'd be like, cool. Now it's time to take a shower and leave my fucking house to go do open mics for the next five hours. And that was going to be beautiful. That was a master plan. This, where I then rolled back onto my fucking bed and depression nap, not going so well. Not as great. <laughs> Have you tried uh, doing some stand-up via Zoom or getting, you know, or YouTube or or some some remote thing? Have you, have you taken a shot at it? Well, so I do this uh, every week, and that's kind of been <laughs> okay. keeping it going so far. All right, um, all right, all right. But I don't know. I, I watched a couple of Zoom mics, but I haven't found any that work in a way that won't make me hate what's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard with the uh, music and I'm sure with comedy to not have the feedback you're used to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because without the laughter, it's like, cool, I could have done this in my own room when, by myself and hated everybody less. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> Well, and, and when yep. we had Ben Tier on, and he was talking about the couple he did, and he's like, "Oh, and we started getting like people from like around the world. Like, you'd think that'd be really cool, but uh, they were just assholes. So, like, it was not fun. <laughs> That's a risk you're always taking, though. <laughs> there are a few authors that have like gotten me through parts of life, right? Like from nine to fourteen, it was the Taltos series, just because." <laughs> it gave me hope that somebody who started off in such a shitty and traumatizing position, because I, I grew up with terrible fucking parents. It was bad. And so <laughs> this was my, oh, he started off in an awful place too with a bunch of violence and he made his way into something. It was something shady, but it was something. And then, you know, after that, he started becoming a better person even, and that was even cooler. Um, well, cool. cool. <laughs> I like that. And like even now in in Monster Hunter, my character is a redheaded, very pale woman named Alira. Like oh, that's just. Nice. <laughs> no, Chris has been very excited about this for the past couple of weeks. He's nonstop. Like, what? Oh, oh my god! And I'm like, <laughs> all right, Chris, you got us into this mess, buddy. Like, <laughs> well, that is very flattering. Thank you. No, we, we well. very much appreciate. It. I was saying that. I think you're our first guest with a Wikipedia page, so that's that's a milestone for us. Uh, if if I may ask, you said uh, you've been reading. Uh, what have you been reading? Uh, if there's anybody or anything in particular, um, I just finished a reread of Trotsky's History of the Russian Revolution. I've been reading more history than anything else in general. I have after that, I have decided no, I am going to reread John D. Macdonald, all the Travis McGee books because it is necessary to do that. The, um, the place in literature that I shoot for is right, okay, there, there is 
con the highest peak of contemporary literature in which everything is pretentious and overblown and there is the lowest dregs of pop literature in which there is no substance there's nothing above the surface right right mm -hmm. i aim for the sweet spot exactly in the middle <laughs> okay and john d mcdonald reminds me of how much more work i have to do to get there <laughs> did you ever get into patrick f mcmanus no no, it's it's all uh, very much life stories, but it's all done in a very comedic way. And so it's a bunch of little short stories about things that happen to him through his perspective, but it's all just based on being just the funniest shit he can write about. And something about doing it's like written stand-up comedy, basically. Okay, okay. I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> what's, what, what's the name again? Patrick F. McManus. Okay. Right, I'm reading Frankenstein for the first time. Time. I'm trying to oh, like, it's very good. Oh, I I love it. Um, the like the first edit, the first draft that she wrote uh, that was published, it's very much like you make your own fate, you find your own way in the world. And then by the end of her life, like she was not having a great time, so she like re-edited it, and it was more like uh, you are pushed along in life, and you don't have any control over what's happening. So I'm reading the first edit, and I want to read after like after that, I want to see if they're different or what the differences are. I'm, Wait, I'm so you're reading the happy version right now? Well, I'm not going to say it's happy. He's still like cobbled together a being out of dead human parts, but sure. Yeah. The happy. I had a friend like that once. <laughs> a cobbled together being or. Uh, yeah. 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 He was okay. <laughs> Fall apart at the drop of a hat, but you know, yeah. Good guy. Good guy. I'll anyway. give that points. <laughs> that is points for sure. Um, we have the live chat going over here. So if you see me looking over here, that's what I'm doing. But Ash is like, you didn't explain points, but we I want to explain that we did explain points, or Chris did. Um, you mentioned beforehand. something about them, but not how to actually do them. <laughs> Go but for it, Chris. Chris has, well, Chris has the, the whole thing down. Go for it. Well, as I mentioned in the email, uh, points are awarded for things that are funny, awesome, clever or pop culture referency enough. Uh, and it really just is as, much, as easy as just points, right? It's kind of like uh, whose line is it anyway, where they don't really matter. Uh, they're just awarded. Okay, so you the, don't, I, I, I don't click anything. I just say no. have a point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's what I didn't get. I somehow got the impression that there was some sort of mechanical oh. side to it. Ah. No, that would be that would be fancy and, and way above our, our technical <laughs> ability, I believe. <laughs> We gotta start it, making money it. on this before we can start doing things like that. <laughs>
here <laughs> or something. We yeah. uh, in in one of the games we play, it's points of inspiration. Yeah, is the in, way that in, it's, in fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, that's to uh, to roll better essentially. But yeah, some yeah, something it's, like it's, that. Yeah, the same idea. So, I mean, do you play any video games? Are you are you on that medium at all? Uh, yes. What do you want? Um, what do you play? Um, haven't in a little while while I've been trying to fight this book. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when a book is going at a certain point, in fact, for most of it as I'm writing, something like a video game is really helpful um, yeah. because I, I have three screens. You're in the middle. Right. And I might have <laughs> a game or social media or something on one screen and a, maybe a, even a movie or something, and then I have my book staring at me. <laughs> so I can, you know, I'll sit there and I'll play and I'll go, oh yeah, and, and get the next sentence. And that will usually work really well for a chunk of the book, but not for this last part. But until then, yeah. I mean, I like the Neverwinter Nights franchise. Yes. Um, I like the first one of the um, Dragon Age. Yes. Okay. I like all three, but the first one especially. Um, but I really, really like Skyrim. Yeah. That, that that makes that's, sense. That's that that one's just the nuts, you know. Apparently, yeah. they're doing a new one, or I hear rumors that there's going to yeah, be another they, Elder Scrolls game, and I, I really hope they don't blow it. Elder Scrolls Six. I don't even know if it said the name. Yeah, yeah. And then just some trees, and then like that. Was, I was like, cool. Like okay, <laughs> nine years. Yeah, and the um, and you know, there's really only one question that matters with with that, which is. Did they set it up to make it comfortable for the modders? That's Absolutely. really, you know, everything else they could blow. But if they made it really, you know, if they make it continue to make it really easy and comfortable for people to go, oh, this is so cool. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's so then fun. it's just gonna, it's just going to rock. So I'm going to guess that you're your PC master race. Then you're not on PlayStation or Xbox. Just you're, PC. You're, yeah, just, just PC. Look, I can hope that people are on PlayStation so that I can buy the Monster <laughs> Hunter and make them come play with me. I can dream, Charlie. The other, uh, the other game, the other one I'm going on now, which is I almost doesn't count as a, as a video game really because it's more of a grinder game. Um, is uh, I've been playing Forge of Empires with various. Because oh. are you familiar with it? It's. Um, that's like you've got your castle and shit, and you're just building you got and your town. You build there. your town, and you're you know you, you get points to add to the buildings, which give generate points to add to the buildings to generate. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of those, but it, it's fun because there are guilds, and I got a bunch of friends in the guilds. So, which is the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 a very good time, and it's also really you know the thing I can't do is anything in real time. Um, oh yeah, because you know. Uh, because I then I can't stop and um, write the next sentence. Right. Oh, that, yeah. Right. You have to have that pause moment to be able to go yeah. over and do whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a while, I was uh, there was a period when I lived in Las Vegas before the before I think they think Black Friday is what they called it, where they shut down all the poker sites. Where I was, you know, I was playing uh, online poker and just killing. I mean, you know, and I'll tell you something. That's that's uh, that's something that makes you feel good. You sit there. Well, let's see. I wrote six hundred words today and won twenty bucks. Hey, I got paid for my time. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I'll take that. And you know, I never, I never played at high enough stakes that it would make a significant difference in my life. But which is the idea that you're winning and you know you're accumulating a little money there makes you feel warm and cozy and it fits so well with writing. Uh, my friends who were serious about online poker would have like four tables going at the same time, right? Or six or mm -hmm. more. Yeah. And I would just do one because I was writing. Yeah. So I'd yeah. have just one game going on, which is mostly you look at your cards, you throw away your cards, and then you stare at your book again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then every once in a while I go, oh, hey, I have a hand. Hmm. <laughs> I should actually do something about this. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> but but that was some that was uh it was that was while I was working on uh the Viscount of Adrilanka. Okay. Uh the three volume novel. And it just fits so well. It was just such a joyful experience. Parfi, I mean the yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if uh if 
Charlie knows anything about Parfi, but I can only no, say not yet. when writing Parfi, I am just giggling. I'm just a happy guy. It's so, so much fun. And the synergy between playing, playing the poker and then going and writing more Parfi was just, that was such a wonderful time. For, for some of his books, he goes backwards in time from where you are with Glad. And uh, they speak very much like it's an Alexander Dumas book. Right. No, like, I, I, again, I, I read the entire yeah. Wikipedia page. And I, 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 I've you read about all the stuff that... Okay. But no, that that's... I mean, thank you for... <laughs> that's very enlightening. <laughs> um, no, it, it sounds... Apparently not. <laughs> I'm just saying. Chris, you, you okay. have me on the show to do research and have the trivia things ready. And that's, that's it. True. That's why you I'm are, here. You are my Alexa. I'm sorry. Now, okay, so I actually haven't listened to Cats Laughing yet. Um, okay. What what do they sound like? Like, what do you guys sound like? Are you, uh, is that the jam band? That's the jam band, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Grateful Dead with good vocals. Um, <laughs> what do you mean with good vocals? As opposed to what? <laughs> I As opposed to Jerry mumbling Robert Hunter lyrics. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you but, have, I am a hardcore deadhead. I absolutely love them, and I, and uh, my comparing my band to them is incredibly arrogant because they are, you know, yeah. for that, they're absolutely one of my favorite bands in in the world. Um, but you don't go there to listen to vocals, okay? That's not what you're. I mean, Brent was an outstanding singer, absolutely. And Weir could do some, could could hit some, you know. Yeah, that that's more what I was thinking of because I I um, love Bobby's singing, but yeah. yeah, yeah, so do I. But but you don't go there to because of the singing, okay? That's not what's drawing you in. That's true. You're you're there for the songwriting and the jams, and that's sort of what, in that sense, we did. We were, you know, we did like pretty much only originals, plus an occasional traditional. Um, we have, you know, we had a bunch of writers in the band, so I think our lyrics were fairly solid. I'm pretty happy with them. Awesome. Are you are you doing any projects other than writing? Like, is there is there some mystery thing I don't know yet about fun things you put out? Oh, let me think. Um, I'd have to say no. You know about my my solo CD yeah. mm-hmm. from ages and ages ago. I've been toying with another one doing. Uh, concentrating pretty much exclusively on the funny stuff which is about the only thing i write anymore in order for me to have a you know to do serious songwriting i lyric writing i need an outlet for it i found out you know so oh we've got a band we need we need some songs here let me do this right um and other than that i pretty much don't accept unless i hit you know some idea for a song parody or something funny like that you know gonna go just become the next weird al huh I think probably not. It's my, my just guess off the top of my head, but I think uh, I might amuse a few people. Let's put it that way. I like I like how grounded you keep yourself. <laughs> now, uh, your band is a bit famous in the Marvel universe, from from what we've been able to find. Uh, you yourself, in fact, appear in a comic called Excalibur. Is that right? Twice, I think. I mentioned that story about the time we were playing out in Wisconsin. Yeah. That was the day that comic book came out, which wasn't part of the plan. It just, we got our copies of that the same day we were out there. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, we're in a comic book. Ah! And that was very funny because, by the way, our, uh, I have to tell you this, we were playing in Wisconsin literally and figuratively. Because, um, that was the slang we used for, uh, you know, it's sort of like, um, it started when, you know, our little group of people, uh, most of them from Renfest who I knew, you know, through that and, you know, our, our little, our, our little group, you know, we'd say, um, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to drop acid, um, this weekend. So if anyone calls, if anyone's looking for me, say I'm in Wisconsin. <laughs> okay and somebody said okay. that and another friend said i want to go to wisconsin too and so the next thing that happened is we saw an ad from the wisconsin tourist bureau that was <laughs> wisconsin it's another state of mind 
What? Wait. And the next thing that happened after that was we saw the phone number for the from the Wisconsin Tourist Bureau one eight hundred four trips. <laughs> so that sort of iced it, you know. It's like okay, yep. yeah, we can go to Wisconsin. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Wisconsin. Uh, okay. I hope you don't mind. I might use that now. We oh, definitely yeah. that has been Absolutely. stolen. Uh, points. All right. So many points, sir. Do you, know, do you know the rules? Uh, no. What are the rules? The Please rules tell us. For, for if you're in Wisconsin, metaphorically. Yeah. There are three rules. One, no flying unless both feet are on the ground. Okay. Rule two, don't make sounds that hurt you. Good one. Three, if you think something is on fire, mention it to someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you might be right. Yeah. Right. Or somebody else can verify that, no, that, no, that no, burning bush is not there. Right. So carry on. You know, it's a, yeah. anyway, it's a good idea to mention it. <laughs> now, okay. Now, when I read that you have been in uh, a Marvel comic, it now then brings to mind that you could now become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, <laughs> And I'm sure, so excited sure. I'm, about I'm, that. I'm ready for that. I, I'm prepared. <laughs> For Disney to reach out and be like, "All right, we need we need laughing cats for this scene. They're gonna wreck the whole bar." <laughs> okay, I'm there. I think when we were like younger than God, I don't know how we, how old is our youngest now? Adam probably, and he's I think in his uh, late forties. So I think, and the rest of us are in our sixties, and I think we might have missed our shot for being stars in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Call yeah. me kooky. <laughs> I just think, think they'll, they'll be the best have cameo else. ever. They'll they'll <laughs> cast someone else as you guys. Like, <laughs> I've also been in Sandman, by the way, twice. Oh man! Oh, I did not I'm, know that. I might have to reread. Okay. Um, there's one set at the Ren Fest in which I walk by, identifiable by the hat. Yeah. And uh, and then I don't remember what the other one was at the moment, but I, I know I did appear in one other issue of Sandman, so that was cool. That is awesome. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I, Neil is so good. Makes me sick. Oh, I'm Neil <laughs> Gaiman. I can write everything, and I'm a genius. Fuck off. <laughs> Discovered. So, hey, you uh, know what? This this is the second time I had attempted to reach out to him, though. You can't just quit after the first one. Okay. All right. The last time, though, was back when you and Felicia Day were having a conversation on Twitter about... Oh, I remember that. Cast, right? Yeah, yeah who that, you cast for your, your yes, three yes, theaters yeah. uh, for the series. And Alira yeah. is who you have... Felicia that's, Day. That's right. Well, I did in particular, it wasn't a, a, just a general if I could have my way, who would I cast? It was very specifically using the Wheaton-esque universe, you know, that, uh, that, uh, set, of, that set of actors that go with uh, with Joss Whedon. But Felicia Day would be an awesome Alira. She really would. Uh, she's fantastic. Okay, so you're a big Whedon fan, yeah? Yes, I am. <laughs> What's your favorite? Firefly. Oh, yeah. All right. Easy All right, I respect that. That is a solid answer. I have to go with Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog, though. I mean, I liked it. I liked it. Good. That was good. I had no complaints about it. But, the, uh, do you know about my fanfic, right? My Firefly fanfic. No, no. Oh man, it's on my blog under downloads. Oh wait, yes, I did read this like okay. Uh, okay. a few right. years back because yep. it's been there yep. for a while, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for a long time. Yeah, I heard there were going to be novels, so I wrote one, which is, <laughs> by the way, extremely unprofessional of me. <laughs> if if you're a true professional, you hear there are going to be novels, and you query, and you get a contract, and then you write it. And I, I just sort of skipped all that part, and then naturally there weren't novels, so I was left with this, you know, book that needs, really, seriously, it needs a whole other draft. It needs a B-plot. Yeah. And it needs to be smoothed out a little. But I'm happy with it for what it is. It's a fun little read. And to bring things back around to gaming, <laughs> I mentioned Forge of Empires. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, on one of the worlds I'm in, um, uh, the name of our guild is Our Own Freedom, which is from which because the 
the friend of mine who started it really likes that fanfic, which is called My Own Kind of Freedom. Right. Yeah. So, and the other, uh, the other world I'm on, the guild is called the Incrementalists, and that wasn't me either. That was <laughs> somebody I, I, I just, a friend of a friend who really liked that book. A little while ago, when, when I was at, you know, needed something to watch while writing, um, I did rewatched once more with feeling. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I have a musical episode every time. Follow, followed by. Um, the all of season seven, which I consider horribly underrated. People always sneer at season seven. I think it's very good. So there, um, <laughs> the um, once more with feeling is one of three episodes of television that are as good as the hype. I mean, there are okay, other good. episodes, but you know that of 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 many things that are brilliant, but of you know. But there are three particular episodes I think of as being super hyped, as this is awesome, and then live up to it. Once more with feeling, the trouble with tribbles. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the series finale of Leverage. Oh my. Okay. I Solid love Leverage. <laughs> Solid response. Wow. Yes. No, I, and that's a wonderful, wonderful series finale. My uh, w- uh, one of my girlfriends, Beth, who I am now missing dinner with because oh. I totally forgot about this, um, and she cooked. So you know, but anyway, she is now she has seen several episodes of Leverage here and there, but has never watched the whole thing beginning to end, and is now doing that. And okay, she sits down and, and she makes a bag of popcorn to share with the bird, and watches <laughs> an episode or two of Leverage. Um, and it's really fun, and I'm I'm remembering oh. just how much I love it. Just uh, saw the ho 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 job. Yes, mm-hmm. I I am not. In spite of my comment about a trouble with tribbles, I am not a Star Trek fan. Okay, so I had completely missed the existence of Will Wheaton. Yes, until um... I saw him on Leverage, and I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, and, and in particular in that show, he is fantastic. I oh think. yeah, that's really when I was like, I mean. Oh, man. I did a whole blog post about um, including him and a couple of other people, and Martin Landau, who is one of my absolute favorite actors in history, um, about how much they can convey when the focus is on someone else, and then drawing a connection between how you do that with writing. Um, The person I left out of that post that really embarrasses me is one of the best examples of it is, uh, and I've Sorry, uh, I lose cred here because I don't remember her name. Uh, plays uh, Willow. Alison uh, Hannigan. Yes, yes. Is if you just if put on an episode of Buffy and watch her face while while the focus is on someone else. Yeah. And just see how much she is adding to the scene by listening and reacting. Uh, Rather than just being amazing. a blank face in the back. Yeah. 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 Just, just amazing, and and that's one of the things I, I really admire in an actor. I mean, this has been, yeah, this has been a delight. Honestly, I yeah, it has. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad. I mean, if you're ever looking to get back on, we're always gonna be here. Again, <laughs> yeah, oh man, let us know. All right, I, hit me up again sometime. Yeah, I just I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come and hang out. This is this is great. I've said that already. I'm gonna go have myself. A minor heart attack now. Uh, I hope you go enjoy uh, your dinner now that it's- I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy Pets tuna casserole now. Ooh, yeah. Because yeah. oh, we're Minnesotans, goddammit, and that's what we do. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks a lot. Very special thanks once again to our guest, Stephen Bruce, uh, best-selling author. So you can find him wherever you find your books. And don't forget, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Or right here on Shady Pines Radio. We should have planned before we hit record. What? Since when do we ever plan before we hit record?